Well, I was just taking a nap, so my energy level is shit. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. Seinfeld reference. <laughs> Thanks to Trice for that one. <laughs> How are you? Well, I'm a year older and none the wiser, so um, pretty great. Well, I wanted to ask you how your birthday was, and I kept wanting to text you, and I thought, nope, I'm going to wait until the show, so hopefully he doesn't think I'm a total dick for not asking, but how was your birthday? What'd you do? I want I wanted the scoop. So in the morning, I uh, went to the DMV, and then <laughs> then I came home and uh, took a, a little nap, I think, and then Rachel got me some nothing bunt cakes for mm. uh, my birthday and some scotch kisses and and that was nice of her. And then we went to dinner at uh, this kind of hip uh, tapas restaurant. And we sat on the patio, even though it was a bit chilly for that. We did have some nice views of downtown. And then I uh, unfortunately had to go to work. But overall, it was a good day. I feel like I'm making progress into this becoming an adult thing. Uh, so Yeah, is this the big 3-0? Or... Yes, um, Whoa. yeah, I don't have any jokes prepared on that subject, but, um, closer to, you could do go with the lame, like dirty 30 or, something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, I'm just, you know, slightly closer to death than before, which it's the way I like to go. Yeah. That's, that's a nice positive view. Yeah. I saw pictures posted, I think on Instagram and I thought it was uh, the view from like a hotel room or something. So I thought you guys went on vacation, but that was a very cool view. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. I, who took these pictures? I think, I think Rachel posted a picture of from some balcony. Oh yeah. I guess on Instagram you said. Okay. I yeah. I thought you said Facebook. I was like, I didn't see anything. Uh, no, I was thinking it was my, uh, personal paparazzo following me again. Oh yeah. It is. Well, that's good to hear. I had a great anniversary. It was pretty awesome. We did a lot of celebrating, so that was cool. Today, we'll talk about the Monday episode, Mandy Stadmiller is Sorry, and the Thursday episode, Finnish Hospitality, the Grand Canyon, Jordan's sizable gift card. But first, little Rafi, shall we do some shout outs? Let's do it. All right. Do you have any? Sure. First and foremostly to Trice for making me laugh on my birthday with that aka Seinfeld reference thing. And I was like, wow, how come I, I didn't think of that? Also, going back to our trip for the 100th episode at your place, uh, I was <laughs> asking him if he knew how to play the uh, Halloween theme. And uh, he apparently learned how to play it for me. So that was nice. Uh, also, thank you to everyone who wished me a happy birthday on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. That's all. <laughs> Uh, those are good shout outs. I think I did forget to mention that Trice brought piano music books when he was here and was playing for us. And it was awesome. So I, I think a lot of people that weren't here missed out on that. Yes, I did take a video of him playing piano. I will not share it without his consent, but uh, look forward to that, possibly. Yeah, I found a, f a bunch of pictures that I don't think I've... I think I posted a couple in the private Facebook group and then maybe a couple on Instagram. I'm like, I just need to post them all somewhere because there are a lot of good pictures and before and after and during <laughs> the whole weekend. So yeah, look forward to that. All right. My shout out is to Brittany. She did open her salon, The Blonde Leopard, in Austin, and I couldn't be more proud of her. And as we speak... Her gift is being delivered to her house, so hopefully she enjoys it. Uh, happy birthday also to Jordan Morris. His birthday is today, and when this comes out, it'll be a belated birthday. And I wanted to shout out also to the first Twitter responders whenever I post the show. The people that immediately like it or t retweet it, and it's 
Teal, Bruce by Dawn, Ray, Paul, Toby, Leanne, they're always the people that are the first to kind of respond or, or support it, at, at least Twitter wise. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that listen that don't do that. But and so thank you as well. But uh, also, we have some new followers and hopefully new listeners. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we'll have some keepers. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. All right. That's all my shout outs. So we had a new segment that we brought out we trotted it out once and then completely forgot about it. And it was fan recorded comments or questions regarding shows. A lot of times people can't be on the show to spill their guts. So we wanted to open it up to let people send in their recorded messages or questions or comments or whatever they want to talk about regarding Allison's episodes. And this week we have Trice. He sent one in and I'm going to listen to it now. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. How's it going? Mandy Sadmiller, the Monday episode. I'm sending in some thoughts about this one. I liked it a lot. Uh, I will explain why. <laughs> because I could also tell it, was, it might be one of those love or hate things for a lot of people. And that seems to be the case, judging by the, the Facebook group. So just as a piece of background, I'm probably slightly more familiar with Mandy Sadmiller than most of the listeners to Allison's podcast. So as they talk about, she's like a gossip journalist. Uh, she wrote for different kinds of websites and newspapers like they talked about. But she's also famous for being sort of, uh, with all respect, uh, a train wreck and sort of a hot mess. Like she was on Lee Macular's podcast the other week and she told a story about how she had this boyfriend and she wanted him to propose to her. So what she did was go out and fuck two sailors at the same time. <laughs> and then in her mind, whatever way she was thinking, like, that was going to make her boyfriend really want to marry her and like, you know, lock this down. So yeah, she's a uh, yeah, she's a little she's a little bit nuts. Um also she was on Marin the other week also and they talked about I guess the times they hooked up or whatever. Well, I guess she was recording something for his TV show. I didn't really listen. But all that said, one of the reasons this episode is really interesting to me is that they didn't talk about any of that stuff. Like they did a lot of shop talk about the journalism business and gossip journalism and all that stuff, which is interesting to me in general. But also like it was a really good interview by Allison to sort of talk about not necessarily the most salacious things, but to actually speak to Mandy as a peer, which was very, uh, very cool. Like <laughs> it's the dumb thing people say about jazz, which is it's the notes they don't play. But yeah, I liked it a lot. So Allison talked on uh, the Patreon stream um, about how she was nervous about this one, about how she felt like she might have accidentally said something wrong, but I think she came across pretty great. Oh, <laughs> M uh, Mandy's conservative uh, Trump-loving husband. So I think it is, it's interesting that she pointed out that she maybe was with people who she was on the same page with politically, but that didn't make them good people necessarily or um it didn't mean they would actually get along which i think is maybe important to, to think about sometimes so uh, she and her husband were on some podcast called hopefully we don't break up talking about their being having such different political views i didn't listen to the episode but it made me want to go go out and listen to that so i don't know I, I will reserve judgment even though her husband's obviously super wrong uh moving along uh anthony cumia <laughs> so mandy being a writer probably should have avoided uh, intense use of cliche and her being like oh anthony's not racist he had a black friend it's like you know some of his best friends are black like don't, don't do that dude <laughs> that's stupid that doesn't make you not racist by the way it means your black friend is like okay with your racism so she was super into self-help stuff whether it's 12 stuff and other things which again i say this with all respect maybe kind of a red flag a little bit uh maybe maybe people who have issues to work out or super interested in different ways to approach those issues. But I thought um, it was very cool of her to talk about that kind of stuff. And I thought it was uh, it was endearing almost. It was like, uh, it made me glad that someone who is kind of famous for being sort of a, a messy human um, was also uh, working on their shit and looking at different approaches and different ideas about it. Oh, a uh, note for Lisa. Jeff was asked if he was single and said no comment, which was... Uh, you know, you know, maybe there's a door open there. Otherwise, I did like the episode a lot. There was a couple funny episodes, like when Mandy thought Jeff was Dan, was Daniel, and Allison made the joke about, oh, this is the part of the book that really spoke to me personally because it was literally talking about her. Also, I liked a lot that Mandy seemed to have, like, a respect for Allison and like her a lot. Like, at, at the beginning of the episode, she made this joke about, you know, being her new best friend or whatever, and I was like, eh, she's given it a little bit. But she actually seemed, like, very... um sweet almost like 
she seemed very like respectful of Allison in the show. And Allison spent the entire episode sort of being her therapist, which I thought was very, I liked it. I liked the episode. I liked their interaction. I'm glad she was on. Uh, your mileage may vary. Anyway, yes. So that's it for me. Oh, uh, happy anniversary, Lisa. Happy birthday, Raphael. Uh, happy birthday, Ulysses. Ulysses also. Also, there were other birthdays, but it, listen, we can't live in the past. I can't go. I don't remember things more than uh, four days ago. I'm sorry. It's like memento. Anyway, uh, later. Well, I guess I don't have to do the show at all now, right? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, he's he uh, expressed a lot of the same thoughts that I had uh, just in a much better way than I could have. Yes, it was very concise and succinct and well-rounded. I am a little bit surprised at how much he liked her, uh, except for he has more knowledge of her previously. So me, I'm coming in fresh to this and I'm just like, this broad <laughs> is annoying to listen to. And yes, she's a train wreck. And I don't really judge people by that because we've all had our phases of being a train wreck. <laughs> or maybe it's just me. But I guess her starting off the whole gossip the career as a gossip columnist or writer to me is such an icky form of writing that sort of like being a vulture, vulture human where you're just sort of picking at <laughs> dead carcasses <laughs> for your own uh, benefit. But um, I don't know. What do you think about what he had to say? I thought she was a good guest. I can understand how a lot of people did not like her on this show, but I think for whatever reason... As I was listening, I was like, at, by the end of it, I was like, that was a good episode, but I don't know why exactly. <laughs> uh, that might sound like that's not a compliment, but it actually is. A as far as her making her living as like a gossip person, like that is something that at first glance, you'd be like, ah, oh, you're like, you like your whole life is like fucking being obsessed with celebrities and like, you know, who's dating who or like what kind of scandals they're getting into. But then at the same time, if there's like some kind of celebrity that I'm interested in and there's like some kind of scandalous story, like I clicked on the elevator video with Beyonce and Jay-Z and Solange. <laughs> of course and, you, did. <laughs> you know, so I'm part of the problem. So I can't really judge her for that. Um, I don't know why it is that we are so obsessed with celebrities and their scandals, but so I guess if you take that out of the equation, what was there to not like about her other than she's married to someone who is probably a horrible person well i her voice was rough she had a really bad vocal fry like uh like a valley girl she had a voice like rachel zoe which i don't know if you got if you've ever got sucked into that fucking show but she sounded very much like her like that and just oh that kind of voice kind of drags but then the things she was saying were bothering because she's a gossip columnist and then she's saying you know she has sort of a that shock value writing where you're saying things just to get maybe a rise out of someone, but maybe you don't really mean it. Or you're just saying things, writing things just because, and that kind of like turned me off. And then she was kind of telling, she would start a story and then it would kind of like not end. And then she'd start another story. And then it felt like, like a ball of unraveling yarn where you're trying to like grab at one and then you see there's another end and another end and nothing's like getting anywhere and it's just unraveling and going nowhere. And then of course the Trump thing. It was just like, oh my gosh, this lady. <laughs> and I did feel like she was a little bit insulted by what Allison said, but then I think Allison pulled herself out of it. And I think I'm kind of glad that she said something like that. It was like, I'm going to be honest here. Like this is whatever she said. She said something like, that's the way a mature person would see some, or say something or see something. I think that's how she, she she worded it, something like that. I have to ask you, if you were with someone who became something, for example, like a Trump supporter, would that be a deal breaker for your relationship? <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up. Rachel? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I had a dream that in the dream, Rachel voted for Trump. <laughs> and I distinctly remember thinking, oh, shit. This is where it ends because I was like, oh, that's uh, yeah, apparently it is a deal breaker for me in at least in the dream world and certainly in the real world. Um, but uh, on the subject of, of that, the, the, when they were talking about uh, her, she said that she like talked to like women and minorities and like other people who were Trump supporters, which uh, I mean, I think if I talked to those very same people, it would just make me even more sure that i hate donald trump 
I started thinking about a few episodes back when I mentioned that I don't want to hang out with my friend anymore because he uh, and his wife had differing views on gay uh, people have, uh, being able to adopt children. And I, I was like, after I said that, I felt bad because I still am friends with them and I will still hang out with them. I mean, I think they're very, very wrong, but I don't see any of my friends anyway. I see them like maybe once a month as it is. <laughs> So you'll take what you can get. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's not like I'm cutting them off. I still see them as as often as I normally would. But I just wanted to uh, clarify that I'm not a horrible person who it's like, if you don't think the same way I think about every fucking thing, then don't even bother. Like, no, that's I mean, we can differ like me and you, Lisa, you know, we differ oh, on things. Like how you... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Therapy session. I want to hear it. Um, But I feel like if you were to not talk to them anymore, I think you'd have every right to because that's a very strong difference of opinion and thought in life, you know? So that's a different than they like the color orange, which I would judge harshly on that, but no, I'm just kidding. Is that what you call being but, a Trump supporter? Uh, like... <laughs> no. Yeah, I... I I don't I didn't think that you were a horrible person. I mean, not for that. I think like here's the thing. Like if you were a date or like you were married to someone that became a Trump supporter, that's one thing. Now what if your friend is a Trump supporter? I mean, those are different things. Would you I can't imagine how you would I know I am sure I I have friends that are Trump supporters because I I've mentioned that on here before. And before I really knew a lot about Trump and everything else, like coming from their point of view it made sense not it made sense for them it didn't make sense for me like what i'll give you an example one of my our friends they're trump supporters and they have a daughter who's a lesbian and his best friend is black and i'm like i'm curious how that all goes down yeah that's that's the thing is like if i had a friend who was a trump supporter i would obviously want to know why and I feel like depending on their answers is going to, you know, that's going to determine how our relationship is. Right. Because I understood from his, from their point of view. And then uh, the other people, one my, my nail manicurist, she was a Trump supporter. She's from Vietnam. And she told me a whole, re her whole reason. And, and it made sense to me why she's saying this. So for Mandy to open up her mind to other people's point of view, I think that's the biggest part that I took from this. And the same as what you said in the beginning, I was like, I don't like her, don't like her, don't like her. And then towards the end, I was like, okay, not that I don't, not that I like her now, but I respected her more and I did like it and I enjoyed it more. The same as what Trice was saying, someone that is working on themselves and not just being closed-minded to oh all trump supporters are this or all you know left-wing people are this it's hey let's open our ears and listen to what people have to say and then judge them harshly <laughs> well you know because you may have your eyes open it doesn't mean you're going to be a trump supporter but it might open your eyes to a different point of view that's not all racist and homophobic right um i feel like there is a, uh, I hate getting too political on here, but I feel like there is like with your Vietnamese nail person, was it? Yes. Or like say with like before the election, my dad was like, I hope that guy wins. And I was like, what? But I think that the people who just like, let's say, for instance, my dad. I was just thinking, is he really a Trump supporter? I don't think so. I think he's just extremely uninformed and just really dumb. And thank God he, you know, he doesn't vote. I think the fact that she's trying to work on herself and has more of an open mind to things, I think that's where you grow. Uh, the other thing, and I think is what Trice was saying, the red flags of going to the anonymous groups. I feel like when you're going to all of the anonymous groups, then that becomes your new addiction. And it seems like that's where she's headed. So I don't know if she has a clear vision on that, but it definitely seemed like that might be her issue, not the actual core issues of why she's going in the first place. Uh, so on the subject of that, it's actually funny that uh, me and Rachel decided that we are going to go the month of May without drinking until uh, until the end where Megan comes to visit. Uh, we got to, you know, break the... Uh streak for that but uh yeah so right now i'm like a couple days with no drinks and let me tell you lisa it is awful <laughs> as we found out last week on our aa quiz i may or may not be an alcoholic <laughs>
Yeah, I was thinking about, I feel like I always usually try and go dry around, usually it seems around January, I start getting a little bit depressed about like my birthday and getting older and like not having gone very far in my life as far as doing anything or being anybody. And then I think maybe it's the drinking. Let's see if I can control this. And then, you know, it lasts for a little while. And then it usually seems like around June. I don't know why that is. Like maybe it's because there's not a lot of (laughs) events And it's easier to be like, well, it's not our anniversary and it's not my birthday and it's not somebody else's birthday. and It's not this big, it's not St. Patrick's Day or whatever. Okay, I have a problem. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll join you at some point. I, um, hmm, I'll pick a day and make it, I'll make it happen. I'll see how long I can go. I'm not holding my breath. I wouldn't either. <laughs> so this breakthrough therapy that Mandy was talking about sounds like something I would love to do and it sounds fucking scary and just like wonderful all at the same time but letting yourself be that vulnerable in front of people would just i don't know that would really freak me out but i think it would be good to get out of my comfort zone uh yeah i think um i don't know that i could do that it sounds a little too far out there for me but uh yeah i think any form of therapy or self-improvement is uh good for me yeah Especially Rageaholics for you, you know. Oh, yeah. George Costanza and I are going to be heading to Rageaholics. I love it on Thursday when Daniel's like, Rageaholics, that's a thing. And I'm like, George Costanza. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love when he says, uh, was I talking to you, Pinhead, or whatever. But also, I think there's a... I think there's a Simpsons episode where Homer's a rageaholic and he says, I can't live without my rageahol, <laughs> which is stupid, but uh, I could be remembering that wrong. The more Mandy talked about borderline personality disorder and the fact that it kind of gets thrown around a lot. I remember thinking that my sister for sure had that. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just one of those things that like, I know there's different levels of it. And I really thought, okay, I can't just put her in this box. But then everything that Mandy was saying, I'm like, yes, uh-huh. Yes. Okay. I'm back on the boat. My sister's borderline. <laughs> I just had to get that in there. Uh, and what have you been diagnosed with? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Should I pull out my DSM-5? I have it handy right here. <laughs> I have not been diagnosed with anything because I was never fortunate enough to go somewhere to be diagnosed. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll check you into the Betty Ford Center right away. Oh, for sure. That's where you can go. That's where all the best drugs are. (laughs) Okay, I need to shut up now. Before, do you have anything else for Monday before we go on to some kernels, kernels? Just one very quick thing. Uh, uh, Like Trice said, you can't say like, oh, he he wasn't racist. He was friends with Patrice O'Neill. That's uh, fucking dumb. It truly is dumb. And the I'm the reason I'm alive is because of, of a black man. I'm like, okay, let's like let's not make those the reasons why you're not a racist or why your husband's not a racist. <laughs> you know? It, yeah, her reasoning was a little piss poor. And that is actually where I thought Trice was gonna go more because it was just so like stupid. <laughs> but um I feel like Trice had a very adult perspective on the whole interview and i thought that was a great comment that he sent in actually i would have loved to see the looks on colonel jeff's face the whole time i kept thinking like jeff's obviously there and i'm wondering what he's thinking about all this or if he can like compose he seems like a composed dude like he keeps everything under the uh under his hat is that what it's called but i'm curious to hear what he actually felt about that interview yeah, I think he didn't like her that much because at the end when she did ask if he was single and he said no comment, I thought that was like him being kind of a, not a jerk to her, but like like not wanting to interact with her. But I did write that down also because I thought it was pretty funny that he said no comment, which made me think maybe he's dating someone, which would mean that Lisa is sad. Yep. And see, Trice thought that means maybe there's an opening. I'm thinking that's a closure. I, I felt the same thing of like, aha. He's with somebody. Also, he he keeps his uh, horoscope very close to the vest as well because he says he's a Libra on the whatever. And then another time he said he was January birthday. And to me, since he said he was a unicorn, I feel like he is a Capricorn and he just wanted to switch, do the old switcheroo. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I guess it's a good time to play some kernels, kernels. 
You could do worse. No comment. Is a didgeridoo just a pipe? <laughs> Make some room, umlau. What a dick. Yeah, I'm in. But I like kitties and you like kitties. Weird to us. So I went with Dominatrix. Maybe uh, she stepped in something when she was in line at the donut shop. I'm going to go with chicken wings. Oh, the peak? And mine has started to buckle. I don't do that on purpose. Being the super professional adult that I am dropped silly putty there. To look at it, there's a spot there where you can tell that I hit it a lot. It depends on how much of it, too. Like, a little whiff of gasoline is one thing, but if you're standing right over, the, it's uh, it's fun. I'm a unicorn. He is a unicorn, isn't he? No comment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Thursday episode. We were her little buttercream blondies. I think I wrote the name down right. Sent in by Leland Bird. I meant to look it up. Did I say that right? I think so. Oh, I will say that uh, David said he kind of pictured this guy playing a guitar with those that metal thing on the front. And at first I thought he meant just like a jazz guitar that had uh, the like a metal bridge, like a tailpiece. But then I realized I think what he actually meant was a dobro. So look that up. I definitely will. And Leland sent that in on Patreon, which I think is a really fun part of Patreon. It's a little added bonus to be the one that sends in a card. I still haven't had one yet. And I still need to know, Kelly Lundquist, did you have a double? I guess I could just ask you (laughs) since we actually can talk to each other, you know, on Twitter and Facebook like real people. But Allison recently was just on Jordan Jesse Go, and I'm excited for that episode to come out. I really try to give that show a not that it was a bad show, but I whenever there's that many episodes in a show, I get overwhelmed and I want to listen from the beginning so that I know all of their inside jokes and everything. So when you have like 200 episodes that you're behind, it, I just kind of quit listening. But seeing them at Sketchfest, um, they're both very funny. And I love hearing Jordan on the Thursday episode, especially with David Huntsberger. I think they're great together. I think Jordan is so quick-witted. And whenever he's on is when I like will be laughing and looking like a fool listening to it. I love Jordan on here. And I thought this episode was especially good. And I think David and Jordan, I think they were both really good on here on this episode. And Allison said... When they were at Jordan Jesse Go, that they do something called candying up. And I know for this show, usually we're recording at night. So I usually whiskey or beer or wine up. And that's what helps me. And then we record during the day like we are now. I usually coffee up. But I'm thinking that this candy up thing, I think there might be something behind this. I might have to try this. I don't know if it'll be with a Twix, even though it does have a a sweet cookie crunch. Uh, Is that the one with the chocolate in the commercial? (laughs) Uh, no. uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So Allison, not only being on Jordan Jesse Go, she's been on a bunch of shows and we talked about it the last episode, you know, all the different shows and I've been listening to, I've been trying to listen to all of them and they're all so different. My favorite so far is the David Huntsberger Space Cave episodes because I feel like, I feel like he was really interviewing her and making the show about her and what she wanted to talk about. And the other shows, I feel like they just kind of fit her into their format. And I guess his format is getting to know somebody and what they're all about. So that's probably the difference. But listening to her on, on Space Cave was, was really cool. And, and hearing more stories about her writing and her music background and all of that just really, it really literally put me back into that time and like the mid nineties. Like I was just feeling all of those things again and just like trying to picture her going from like high school to different band magazines like Mean Street and OC Weekly and then going on to New York and I would be interested to hear even more stories from those days and it was really cool to hear it also Space Cave had it in three different parts and the third part was on the Patreon page which I don't know if a lot of ARIYMBF fans are Patreon supporters but since I am I got to listen to it and that's where he read some of the fan questions so i don't know if people are gonna be like where did that question go well it's on the bonus episode and all three of them are very different and the bonus part was probably one of my most favorite it just sounded like two friends chatting and it was a fun interview worth a listen that's exactly what i was gonna say is that the part one the part two and the bonus were all kind of like very different and that those were some of my favorites along with the doughboys episode that she was on yeah and the bonus episode i think was my favorite of the three yeah i think so mine too it was just it was cool getting to know her even more talking about that shirt that she has (laughs) 
that I didn't know it was nicknamed Bobo and uh, and then it became Starla or something. So yeah, I think some of her uh, like kind of headshot pictures uh, she's wearing it. So oh. when Megan gave away some uh, signed pictures of her, I think one of them uh, was in that blue shirt. I'm assuming that's the same blue shirt. Ooh, that'd be cool if she wore it to the book signing. <laughs> I want to see Starla in person. <laughs> you should uh, let her know that you want that. So that said, I saw that you put up a poll on Facebook of uh, who's going to the signing and who's wearing tropical attire. Have you picked out your outfit? Okay, I did. I ordered. First of all, I ordered a present for Allison. And at the same time, I ordered um, a tropical dress. And it's supposed to be here tomorrow. But I was talking to, I was texting with Jen at Dulce CA17, Jen, and she was asking if, because she's going to be going and she was asking if I was going to be wearing tropical, whatever I was going to be wearing. And she said, maybe we should just all wear black and then have like a, a lay or like a hair clip or something like something just like simple. I'm like, that would have been way better. <laughs> I don't want to wear a goddamn palm frond dress. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, hey, uh, how about uh, you leave the wearing all black to me, all right? Hey, huh? it's Allison's <laughs> thing, too. And then I started thinking about how she went to that funeral <laughs> that was supposed to be <laughs> tropical <laughs> attire, and she wore all black because it's a funeral, of course. So then I thought, oh, that's even kind of more appropriate because she wears all black, and I like all black, so... I could have made it a lot easier on myself. So we'll see how the dress fits tomorrow. And if it doesn't fit, then I'm going to just wear black with a hair clip. And I'm thinking about getting a bunch of lays to pass out to people. Also, when I put the poll choices in there, I had them in order the right way. And when it posted, it was like mixed it up. Like, okay, Facebook, fuck right off. How about that? Yeah, one of the options was go F yourself. And uh, I almost clicked on that one. But then... (laughs) See, I feel like the people that weren't going could easily click on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But there are a lot of bars and restaurants in walking distance of the last bookstore so if anybody is going and wants to hang out, let's uh, meet up. I guess we don't have to have a giant plan because if you're there, we'll just say, hey, let's go get a drink. <laughs> you're wearing tropical attire. I'm wearing tropical attire. Let's go get a um, stupid penis alada. Maybe for once you can uh, be a good ambassador of our show and Allison's show and kind of befriend some of the fans we don't know, maybe. That is actually what I had a mission on doing because I saw on Instagram, a lot of people saying that they were going to be going, people I didn't recognize. And I thought, okay, this is the perfect opportunity to meet some new people and not fuck it up like we did at Sketchfest. We have another chance. This is going to be cool. Also, because it's local to me-ish, if I meet new people, maybe there'll be new people that are local that we can wrangle into this group, like the Sunshine Cleaners. That is a great idea. All right. I will do that. So May 11th, 7.30 p.m. at the last bookstore in L.A. I'm so excited. I'm excited that Daniel will be there because I want to talk to him about Twin Peaks. I'm hoping that Colonel Jeff will be there. I think it'd be awesome if Allie was there because I could actually meet her. It'd be cool if David was there, Jordan. It'd be really fun. You should uh, mosey on out here <laughs> with all your money. Um, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Although I wish I could go. I wish I could be there. Well, you'll be there in spirit. So they started talking about the Grand Canyon. And then, of course, like Daniel has like the craziest <laughs> Grand Canyon trip story ever. I'm wondering, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? I have not. I was supposed to go a few years back with some friends and they, it was also like a very spur of the moment, like, hey, we're, we're going to the Grand Canyon. You want to come? And I was like, fuck yeah. And then typical people, you just can't depend on them. Uh, yeah. So that I, I didn't end up going to that and I was very disappointed, but I do want to go so badly. And now that it's warming up a bit, I feel like it would be a good time to start planning a trip out there. I mean, it's not that far and, yeah, it's one of those things that you kind of got to do. You got to check it off the list. Totally. I've gone, but I feel like I I didn't get a chance to really explore. It was probably January. There's a little bit of snow on the ground. And when you first see it, it's so big and beautiful that you your mind can't even comprehend it. Like it just doesn't make sense that there's something that big that's... <laughs> I'm so glad you're not recording this. You could really turn all of these words around. But it's really, really, really cool. 
And I know my husband camped down at the bottom, like I think when he was in Boy Scouts or something. So they went down on the on the burrows and I don't know how that would work because it's like you're on the edge of a cliff basically going down to the bottom. But you could go down and fish and camp and I, I'd like to have that experience with the kids. And you're right. It's not that far. It's not far for me either. And I have friends that live in stupid Arizona so I could m- meet up with them there. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely worth worth going. All right. So uh, yeah, let's meet there then. Okay. That'd be awesome. We'll meet you at the bottom. There's like a Finnish guy down there. He sounds pretty cool. <laughs> By the way, that whole story, I love that Allison wanted to know more and Daniel was like very withholding. It's like, really sit back and listen to what you're saying, Daniel, because if you and Allison and Elliot were somewhere and there were no, your hotel room was given away, would you be knocking on doors to have your family just to see who's around? Like I, that whole story was like, um, really? <laughs> The story was nuts, but I mean, how lucky were they that that guy let them in? But also, he should have mentioned that he was <laughs> as old as he was, uh, <laughs> because also the whole time I was thinking he was like 10 or 12 years old or something. Same. I thought he was like eight years old and just like, oh, well, like if I'm in college, doesn't that mean I could just go sleep in the car? Like, why not sleep in the car is the other thing. I don't understand. And <laughs> But they did get very lucky. I mean... What are the odds that the person that answers the door is someone that would let you sleep in their room? <laughs> Weird, but that's very friendly. Mm-hmm. Makes me think I need to head on to head on out to Finland. I also liked all of their Finnish voices. They were all very much. They were a little bit like the Swedish Chef and the Caterpillar from Bugs Life. It was quite a mixture of those. Uh, could we hear your impression <laughs> of a Finnish person? Uh, I only have the Swedish Chef, so that's going to be. <laughs> Oh my god. Urski Ambi Dambi And they're not even words. <laughs> oh my god. That was uh, better than I could have hoped for. <laughs> okay. So the Jordan quiz. How did you do on the Jordan quiz? Um I don't remember how many I got right, but I got three or four correct. I think I did pretty well for once. Yeah, I got... Oh, yeah. There were five. Okay, so I got one, two, three. So I got three out of five. I got the the Unikitty, whatever the second one was. I don't remember. The that P- was the gift card, I think. Oh, yeah. And then the... Yeah, that was easy. It's like, obviously, if you have a lot of money for Domino's, okay, you just get pizza every once in a while. It never expires. And then PetSmart or whatever, obviously, that's easy to spend $100. All you have to do is like just walk by it and $100 will fly out your pocket. But J. Crew just seemed like a glaring, like, do you think he shops at J. Crew? I don't know why he would have this gift card. Also, the gift card was only $100 <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Okay, so that question specifically, I knew the answer because he's said it on here before, like fairly no recently, I way. think. Really? Yeah. Um because I remember when he mentioned it, uh that it stuck out to me. I like some of J. Crew's uh items. Mostly I think they, they do have a very nice affordable suit, uh, if you need need that. Um but also I, I found it funny because when he I, I've seen pictures of him on Instagram when he's like going to a wedding and he's very well dressed. And I think that's the Jesse Thorne influence. I'm sure he had a hand in that. He could use it for, you know, accessories and whatnot in there. I feel like he could easily burn through that money. He's like overthinking it, I think. For sure. Like he could easily get a pinky ring or whatever kind of accessory you're talking about. I, I European was talking more carry-all. Like ties and, oh. and uh, <laughs> pocket squares, but. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think he could easily spend, how much was it? A hundred and something? I think it was a hundred fifty, which also, again, he's like, <laughs> that, like Allison said, that is like a very standard, uh, gift card amount. I mean, not that I would get anyone, but that does not sound like you have to be crazy to purchase that much. No. It's like, okay, so you get, like you said, the accessories like socks and ties or whatever it is, like $150. This seems like very easy to just be like, I'm going to willy-nilly pick some stuff out of the J. Crew catalog and it's going to add up pretty quickly to $150. Yeah, I could go in there like right now. I know what I could, I could grab like three things and it would be that much. Right. Yeah, he's overthinking it. Uh, Yeah, the deep dish pizza, the New York style pizza. I like his answer because it's like, okay, can everybody stop? Like, I really don't respect the 
opinion of someone that grew up eating something and that's why they like it better because that doesn't really make any sense. It would be the people that have tried both that didn't grow up on either and then they can make a wise decision. <laughs> and actually, I really don't give a shit. And honestly, I think they're both two different things. So whatever. I, I don't. It's just funny that people have to make such stance stances on things like that. Agreed. Although all we do on the show is judge people for their <laughs> taste. <laughs> I feel like Deep Dish would be like Daniel said, like a casserole and... That's not what I'd be into for as a pizza, but if you called it a pizza-flavored casserole, I'd probably totally love it. Also, we have neighbors that moved here from Chicago. They're very big into this Chicago-style pizza, which that, like I said, doesn't mean anything to me. But they said there's a place locally that makes a really good one, so then I'll make up my mind after I've had it. I like cheese and sauce and bread. Yeah, there's... There's a place, I think it's called Denver Deep Dish, that I've been wanting to go to for a while. And then just uh, today, uh, Rachel sent me a thing about a about a Chicago deep dish place that's opening a location here that in the summer. So hopefully there's some deep dish in my future and I can report back on whether it's delicious or shitty. <laughs> yeah, you didn't... And you didn't grow up with it, so you, you have a better opinion. Also, is Denver Deep Dish the new strip club or actual pizza uh as far as i can tell it's pizza but on that subject i mentioned going to saturdays if you ever came out here yeah and i drove by a few days ago and it's closed oh man see what happens by the way i almost said titty bar that's why i stuttered for a second because i'm like strip club (laughs) i don't know why i had to say that when i didn't originally say it yeah so uh also jordan's song that he sings to his cat obviously i chose the george costanza one because i wanted it to be that so badly and i love that he didn't have that as a reference he had the greatest american hero but i love that daniel and david were like oh because of seinfeld i'm like yes thank you guys finally they get it agreed i also picked that got that one uh, wrong but i i thought it was actually pretty impressive that he came up with yes. three different songs totally they were all very good. Where I'm like, you really could be any of those. And now you really should sing all of them. And I'm jealous of Bug's life. Oh, that's at a top. <laughs> Shall we move on to JMO's or do you have anything else from Thursday? I think we can move on. All right. Did you pick a JMO? I sure did. Give me one second. This JMO is from James Leroy Wilson. The impression I get is that more people have birthdays in March than any other month. I did not pick it because of that, because that's ridiculous. I mean, every <laughs> month has a ton of people <laughs> with with uh, birthdays in each month. Maybe that's because James's might be in March, and maybe that's why it seems like, hey, everyone has one. But when I saw that uh, Ulysses had a birthday, and then like a few days before someone had a birthday, and like the day after someone's having a birthday, so I was like, I think they just kind of, they just, uh, they're constantly happening. But the reason I picked that was because of the conversation that it sparked. Allison is a Taurus, as am I. She's closer to the end. Uh, I'm like right there in the middle of it. So <laughs> I thought you meant uh, the end of life. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, the end of the Taurus, because it's April 20 to May 20. So she's like, actually, we're kind of both around the same area-ish, but wh- whatever. <laughs> Fellow Taurus. Oh, one really quick thing back to the david huntsberger uh bonus episode on patreon <laughs> i just i just remembered that he was asking about her fans and how close she gets to her fans and she was saying <laughs> well he said would you let any of them hold elliot and she said yes and she said some of them have offered to babysit <laughs> and that she probably would take it up on take them up on it in a pinch i'm like haha Anyway, I had to go back. I I just listened to that episode this morning and I almost texted you because of the same exact thing. Uh, She said that she wouldn't want to like be taking advantage. And I mean, as long as she pays you an exorbitant amount, I mean, she isn't really taking advantage of you. I was thinking that I was going to email her. Because she was also saying if your fans work for you or if you become actual friends in real life, does that make her special anymore? And I feel like, of course it does, because she'll still be Allison Rosen. But for me, just like when I was 15 and I wanted to be a call girl, I can separate my... (laughs) Separate? Oh my God! (laughs) What can you separate? 
I can separate my feelings from my. <laughs> you know, I go on. I can see like feelings and job. Like you can separate your mind and your heart and your feelings and your your emotions. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like I can compartmentalize. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. I have worked for people that are, at, well, a little bit famous and also in a neighborhood where there were famous people and you just you compartmentalize it and you put it in that category of like, this is for work and then this is not, you know, this is for play. So anyway, that's not what's going to be in the email <laughs> specifically. Uh, I was going to just list the things that I would like to help her out with as far as and like what I have done before and what I can do and what I'm offering because I can separate. I would tell her that like, Hey, you're still going to be special. I wouldn't be like single white female. All right. I feel like I'm just getting worse, but the more I talk. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt the same way. Cause I was like, uh, I was thinking that if we were more, you know, quote unquote, real friends that, uh, you know, th- those people are the most special people to me because my family was so very mediocre. So, uh, yeah, no, no worries there. But I also get why she would be hesitant to, you know, pursue these kinds of relationships. Of but that said, her brother does live in Colorado. And if she, you know, if she's out here visiting, I wouldn't mind, you know, having dinner, or grabbing a beer. Or- <laughs> Well, she doesn't drink, so I guess I'll just grab the beer at the dinner. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason why I am such a huge fan of hers is exactly what David was touching on in that interview as far as that she is vulnerable and doesn't go by the certain rules of like, you can't share certain things. She's an open book. And the things that she's open about, I feel like I relate to her so much and our lives cross paths so many times and so many parallels and of course she's gone in a much better direction than i ever did but i feel like we we ran in the same circles at one time and i felt like that's why i i could see actually being friends with her because i could i feel like we could get along in that in that respect because i feel like we probably almost could have at one time but that being said that might just be me being a psycho when you said that you ran in the same circles, uh, it reminded me of her Nazi boyfriend who said he used to <laughs> run with some skins. <laughs> well, and, you know, when she was talking about her music career and the bands that she wrote for and all of that, that was exactly the time that she was friends with the same people that I was friends with and literally went to the same house that I was living in. So that whole thing, like, just brought me back to that time. And I just wish I could go back and, like, we probably literally, like, walked past each other before and just, like, never met. So I think that's kind of crazy. Also, I found out that No Doubt had made it because No Doubt was, like, our neighbors and they were kind of friends with our friends. And they had the same gas station as us, so we would always see them. And I found out that they had made it from some magazine article that was at Allison's boyfriend's house that I was at his house. But I found the magazine there and I was like, no doubts on the cover? When did this happen? (laughs) Because they were always the bands that like were opening for every like other band I would see or they'd just be, they were just a local band that was everywhere. But I would be curious to know if it was Allison's article because that would be even weirder. Uh, One thing I do want to say, we're talking a lot about the Patreon bonus episode of the Space Cave and I think it's only like a dollar or two at the most to get access to his uh, bonus podcasts and whatnot. So if you're enjoying this chat, I, I would hate to just spill the beans on everything they talked about and not at least try to convince people to sign up at least just for the one dollar or whatever it is just for this one month listen to allison you get to hear uh ali ward on there which uh i think that was actually just a gen- generally regular release but either way support davy huntsberger as we can see he he's his feelings are really hurt that, i know poor honey know, huntsberger. no one no one loves him but we we do and uh you can listen to a great podcast for a dollar or two and then you get access to so many other things. Uh, he, one thing that I kept thinking about when I was listening to these three episodes was that I could listen to him talk to pretty much anyone. He's like very yes. philosophical, but he's also really smart and he lets the guest talk, but then he also reveals a lot. So I feel like, uh, he might be one of my new, uh, faves. 
He's a very good listener. But like you said, he's also a thinker too. So he adds to the conversation and he is smart. And supporting him on Patreon was awesome for me because he sent some posters and some artwork and I thought that was really cool. But then also the bonus episodes. Let us not forget Colonel Jeff's bonus episode is also on there. And that one was really cool because I got to find out Colonel Jeff's favorite beer. That's not creepy at all. But um, yeah, it's worth it support david on patreon too it's a, it's a good thing to do we don't want to hurt his feelings anymore we got it we got to support support the team yeah that's the person i was thinking of i was like i knew another allison person was on that's why i said Allie, but i was wrong it was jeff that's that's what i wanted to say anyway yeah uh did you pick a jmo <laughs> i really digressed on that one uh yeah i i wrote down little comments on a bunch of them i i'll just run it through really quick okay so ray morgan he mentioned getting dessert at buffets but never any other time. And I'm the exact opposite. At buffets, it's the last thing. The kids will all get like one of everything because they can just take a bite and throw it away like total like <laughs> pieces of shit. But at regular restaurants is where I want to order dessert because it'll actually be good if I even get to that point. Bruce by Don talked about rubber bands and never been able to find one. I think that they didn't understand his because he's obviously not looking for a hair tie. And that's where Mandy went. And for me, I always have, I always have a few things in all of my pants pockets. <laughs> and maybe this is a JMO, but I always keep a rubber band in my pocket, some Advil, and then I have some like lip shimmer balm stuff that I always have. And since I don't wash my pants all the time, every time I put on some pants, I have that stuff ready to go. <laughs> but if I was trying to look for a regular rubber band for something, which would be kind of rare, it would be very hard to find one. And and usually they're always around when you don't when you can't find them so i do agree with that on that subject did you ever like rubber band the hot dogs together that you kept in your pocket <laughs> were you using them to keep them bundled up <laughs> my bundle <bindle> of wieners <laughs> and also lisa if you're ever looking for a rubber band just go on down to monks when paco's working <laughs> Oh, God. I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> double double zinger. Uh, yeah, if you want to... <laughs> I can't even think now. If you want to be a part of this super fun show, email bfancast at gmail.com. Also, if you have a comment that you'd like to send in for us to listen to and talk about, then send it to also to bfancast at gmail.com. Because um, Rafi and my schedule has been changing, so we can't always have people on every week. It'll change from week to week. We'll get back to our regular schedule at some point, probably. But um, in the meantime, we still want to hear your thoughts and everything. So please send in your recorded messages. And follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs. Little Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me at RMC Guitars on Twitter, but everyone already knows that. So nowhere. <laughs> BFFs, you're the best. Thank you and good night. You're the best. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Believe <laughs> uh. it or not, George. Isn't at home, please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. It's the notes they don't play.